Have you ever thought that being an entrepreneur would be easier than this? For years, I've tried to break free from Rogue Warrior consultant life, only to return time and again in order to survive. What I soon realized is my own isolation and self-doubt was getting in my way, and that my biggest successes, my happiest moments, came through connections with people who cared about me. It's now my mission to make it easier for entrepreneurs like us to connect with incredible human beings who rise up higher together. We are not self-made, we are community-made. But the real question is, how will we do it? This podcast will give you the answers. Join me on this journey as I interview top experts and entrepreneurs who are figuring it out. I'm your host, Jerry Kirk, and you are listening to the Community Forged Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Community Forge podcast. You're with me, the host, Jerry Kirk. And today, man, I have a super amazing guest for you on the show. Someone that I'm sure a lot of you already know. In just a few short years, my guest, Blake Newbar, has generated over $10 million in sales and helped thousands of entrepreneurs launch a successful funnel online. He's worked with sharks from ABC's TV series, Shark Tank, along with um, HGTV stars. Blake is currently on a mission to help as many people as possible achieve financial freedom. And today, we're going to really delve into some of how Blake has done that, not just on his own, but by partnering with the right people to really take things to that next level. So I don't know, you're really going to get a lot of value from our conversations today. So again, my guest today is Blake Newbar. Let's give him a great welcome. Blake, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks for having me, man. It's an honor to be here. Man, well, I'm I'm super excited to have you here. Um, as I said, you know, a lot of people um, know you from some of the incredible success that you've had, really, in a really short amount of time. Um, something all of us entrepreneurs, I'm sure, would as- aspire to do, right? Um, you've had the fastest two comma club award funnel um, for your work, um, and you know, there's just a lot of really interesting things that uh, that we can delve into today. And I thought, you know, we could start first just by kind of looking back a little bit into, you know, all the amazing things that happened and are leading up to, you know, your, your rise to fame, um, in the, uh, in the online marketing space. So maybe tell us a little bit about, uh, how things started for you. Yeah. So I got started, I was doing a lot probably where most people start, right? We're working in some type of nine to five. Um, I was working for a fitness company and um, we were, our, our job was to create uh, personal training certification. So if you want to become a personal trainer for a fitness studio or a gym, we provided the education to get you certified. And we were working on this like amazing project and I won't go into the details if I don't want to bore anyone, but uh, we were working on this amazing, amazing project. When we finished it, we passed it off to the marketing department to sell it, to like start marketing it and they couldn't do it. And I wasn't marketing at the time. I was like operations and product development and it was the most frustrating experience in the world because you just put like anyone else out there right now that ever works on something and you realize when there's other heads on it trying to contribute, but they're not getting the job done. It's very frustrating, right? So I kind of took it on my shoulders to go learn this internet marketing stuff. I remember I was home one night and I see an ad on Facebook pop up from this guy named Russell Brunson. And I didn't know who Russell was at the time. Obviously now he's you know becoming a household name in the digital marketing space. But um I click on this ad and this guy's like, just, he's just talking about funnels. And I didn't know what a funnel was. I had no idea. I never heard of a funnel. This was like a, a few years ago, right? Not, not even too long ago. And I instantly was like captivated into this concept of selling things online using a sales funnel. So 
I ran into the office. Um, by the way, the product was finished. It was not selling. Nothing was working. And I started building out this first funnel for it. I built up this first funnel. I called up one of our celebrity trainers who was like kind of the poster child for like the, the product. Okay. And I'm like, Hey man, listen, I need you to like, I need you to, um, to, to create a webinar, right? Like to, to, we're going to write the webinar. I just need you to record it. And he's like, yeah, man, I got you. He records a webinar, sends it back. I throw it in the first ever funnel I ever made. It was a webinar funnel. Um, got it. And I throw yep. it in there. And we, we go to the marketing department and I'm like, guys, just start running ads. But instead of running ads to that website, run ads to this funnel. And they're like, all right, we'll try it. And they start <laughs> running ads and people start opting in. And then they start attending. They start watching the presentation. So already I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Yeah. It's really, really exciting. Excited. Getting some yeah, traction. Yeah. You're yeah. You're like, oh, something worked, right? <laughs> and, um, we get to the part where we're going to make this, we're going to sell, right? We're, we're going to, we're making the ask. And when we go to do it, no one bought, like not a, not a single person purchased this product. Mm. And I was completely devastated, right? I almost felt like a, like just a complete failure. Cause I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm taking it on my shoulders, right. To do it. And then like the market, the marketing department's probably cause, see, we told you it's not that easy. Right. And, uh, <laughs> I remember going outside and I was just, I was pissed. I was just angry. I was frustrated. Right. Like as an entrepreneur, you work so hard on something and then it fails. And then I try and work so hard on the marketing of that and it fails. And I'm just like, what do I, like, I don't even know what to do. I, I have no, I have no idea what to do now. So I remember I go, I go back inside and I tried one more thing and it was, it was a last ditch effort. And I just walked over to the computer and I pressed the refresh button and we had a first sale for seven ninety seven, dollars And hey. it, blew, it blew my mind, right? Like instantly <laughs> blew my mind. But it was at that moment that something happened, something triggered inside of me where this idea of digital marketing, it's not like I had this idea. It's not like Russell... Russell planted this idea, right? But the idea infested me and took over and started like, it was almost like the idea was the host and I was the parasite. And it just plagued me. And I walked in, the, in my job the next day and I quit. And I basically, for the next year of my life, I, I dedicated every waking moment. I'm talking like 18 hours a day. And I don't even like make that up to like sound like, to like posture on it. It was like 18 hours a day of learning digital marketing, studying all of the greats, and trying to figure this stuff out. When I felt like I was ready to rock and roll, I just created an Upwork profile and I started soliciting my services and one thing rolled over to the next and results kept coming in. And next thing you know, we did a million dollars in 43 days with the funnel. So it was a pretty uh, amazing experience to say the least. Wow. That's pretty, that's, that's fascinating to me. So are you, are you saying you literally like quit your job after you made that one seven ninety seven sale? Yeah, that, that was that was enough for you. You were convinced. That was it. This was it, the way. It, it, that was it. I've never seen money like that, right? Like I didn't, the idea of digital money, like internet money was like, it just, it, it, there's something about it that there's no turning back, right? There's no turning back when, when you make money on the internet and something about that moment, I was like, you know what, this is my chance. Like, let's just worst case scenario. I fail, right? I just come back and, and find a job, but the best case situation could be life changing. And I was like, you know what? I'm young. This is time to take a risk. If any time, if you want to fail, do it while you're young so you can start learning how to do it elegantly. And I was like, this is it. Let's try it out. Wow. That's awesome. So, okay. So then obviously that, that led down that, that path. Clearly, you know, there was a lot of, you know, time invested and you were, I mean, you were all in. That's another thing, key thing I, I hear in what you're saying. So, you know, looking at some of the, the history of your, um, your journey, I noticed that you also had like, a, you did a couple of startups, right? For, for a couple of years there. 
Um, mm-hmm. tell, tell me a bit about, about those. And in particular, I'm, I'm curious, like you mentioned um, on, your, on your LinkedIn profile that you were like a, a co-founder. So these weren't things that you, you did alone either. Yeah. So, um, you know, you, when, when you start businesses, when you're young, especially like you're, you're going to make every mistake in the book. And there's a few companies I, I, we started, we started an education company, which was a mobile tech, uh, mobile tech company, which was absolutely amazing. In my opinion, to, to this day, I still think it's one of the coolest ideas ever. Um, but we were inexperienced, right? I was inexperienced. I didn't have like the, the skill sets and things to do it. I've worked in private equity with like, you know, sit next to billionaires on my left and billionaires on my right, all investing in things. Like I've done just a magnitude of things. Every one of them failed. Right. Um, and then you realize like to go into business, it's smart to go in with a partner, right? Like when you're by yourself, it's tough. Like you're not gonna, you don't move fast. There's, there's, you don't have someone, you don't have a, you don't have a, a soundboard to bounce ideas off of. It's just very difficult. Um, and then like going through those experiences of like starting businesses, I realized quickly, like you got to go into it with business partners and building a team. It's like your, it's your best chance at having success. So like taking lessons from those businesses and bring them to where I am now. Um, it's, it's a major, major, major impact on why I'm able to move so fast is because it's not just me. I have a, a team of amazing people behind me. And, and, and a business partner that's amazing at what he does. And when you have this recipe, you're able to do things you couldn't otherwise do by yourself. Yeah, I, I totally see that. I see a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs, right? They're, they get excited like, like you were in the beginning. And this, this taste or this promise of, of creating a, an online business online, kind of changing their life. And, and they get stuck because they're trying to do everything. And, and most entrepreneurs, as I've been talking to them, they, they tend to be on one of two sides. They're, they're really good at implementation. Or they're really good at like the marketing and, and sales, right? Like the the Russell, if you will, or right. the or the Todd Dickerson. But you know, everyone's trying to be both, or so many people are trying to be both, or that's what you hear being taught out there. And and people get tired and frustrated because they they don't make that progress. So I'm curious. I mean, curious about a couple of things. So I mean, you figured out that that partnerships was really key to to your success. What what actually gave you that insight? And then um, how did you go about? finding a, a partnership and, 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 you know, yeah, let's start there. So if with partners, you, it's, it's good to have a partner. Like I won't go into business unless I have a partner, right? I might, I might start the business without a partner, but ultimately my first, one of my main prior, priorities is finding a business partner. Right. And you realize it quick, right? Because like when you're doing everything yourself, we've all been there, right? Like when you're starting a business, most of the time, like when you're starting your first business or whatever, you're probably broke as hell right? And you don't have the resources and the funds. And even if you had the resources and the funds, you lack experience. So you're probably going to go broke as hell because you're going to spend the resources and spend the funds foolishly just because you don't have the know-how yet. And real, when I realized I need a partner, you realize you don't move fast if you don't have a partner and you become burnt out really, really quickly because you're trying to tackle the world. Like we all have done it. We've all tried to been support operations, product development, marketing, sales, we've all tried to do all those things. And like, although that's good in the very beginning, you need to realize that in order to turn it into a business, in order to turn it into something that's like worthwhile, you need help. There's no amazing business on this planet that doesn't have help. I don't, I can't name you one, one remarkable business that's done by one person. It just doesn't exist. Okay. So like understand that if, if you want to build a lifestyle business, 
and you're cool making 60 grand a year hanging out with the wife and the kids and you love that, good for you. You're winning. And maybe you can do that alone with like one VA. That's awesome. Like, but just know wherever you want to go and kind of understand the infrastructure you need to get there. And I knew that I wanted to build something amazing. I didn't, I, I don't wake up every day and get motivated, you know, to run something small. I get motivated to have a massive impact as Steve Jobs would say, you know, put a dent in the universe. And I would get motivated to do something that like when my life is over, I want people to talk about me. I want people to be like, damn man, like look at like what he's done. Look at like the positive impact and the change he's done for this world. And I know it sounds like cliche and it's like, it's, it's very slim to none that that possibility is going to come to fruition, but you got to believe in it. Right. And I know that I need a partner and I needed a team to get that. Right. Um, so that's the realization is you go, you go slow if you don't have it to find the perfect type of partner. Right. Cause like, first off, you have to be very self-aware. Like what I hated is that I wanted in the beginning, I wanted to be something I wasn't right. I was like, man, I want to be this type of person. Then I realized I'm not like, I'm more of like, I like to lead. I like to have vision, right? Like I like to have things like that where it's like, that's kind of who I am. I'm all, I'm all over the place, right? I'm chaotic. Everything we do is chaotic. Um, <laughs> so it sounds like you put yourself more in the, the Russell Brunson camp than uh, Todd. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, it's, and, and, and you got to try things, right? Cause maybe in the beginning you don't know where you fit in. Right. And that's okay. You're not supposed to know right away. You're just supposed to find out what you enjoy doing. And then when you find out your strength and what you're good at, like have that self-awareness to be like, damn, I'm good at this. Right. Like, and I suck at this and don't be afraid to admit when you suck at something, I suck at being organized. I'm terrible at it. I mean, perfect example. I mean, let me just show you if anyone's watching, I'm just, it's just, things are all over the place with what I do. And that's just how I am. So I know that I need someone or I need a team of people that are like, okay, if I suck at being organized, then maybe I can find someone that's, that can complement that. So when you're looking for a partner, don't look for someone like you, you already have that. You need to, you need to double down on your strengths and then, you know, quote unquote, outsource your weaknesses, right? And find partners that are the yin to the yang, right? The ebb to the flow, you know, like you want opposites attract on that. If you suck at sales, find someone that's amazing at sales because you're good at, at accounting and organizing and, 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 and day to day. And that's how you want to look for a partner. Don't, don't hire a friend because he's your, he's your boy. Don't hire a family member because it's a family member. Legitimately hire someone on a business level that can complement your skill sets. And when you do that, you're, you'll be, a, it's basically two of you working. So at, at, at light speed pace. So that's kind of how I go into both situations, whether it's, it's realizing I needed a partner and then how do you find the perfect type of partner? Yeah. Yeah. That makes, that makes a whole lot of sense. In fact, I was listening to a podcast this morning. Um, Russell Brunson was talking about how he's like on the disc profile, right? He's like a high, a high DI in some S but he has no C. So he's like totally not an organizing type person. Yeah. And, and as I've been talking to, to entrepreneurs, right. I mean, I'm a, I'm a high SC, so I'm very much like a systems organizing kind of person, kind of the opposite of you, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, so an ideal, you know, person for me is someone who's like a high DI. And, And so I've been having a lot of interesting conversations with people who are a high DI lately. And, and it's interesting to see just how much, as you said, we're kind of, you take the two together and you get kind of that complete, uh, picture, right. With, with, with both people, because w- without either you're, you're missing a huge, a huge part there. So, exactly. I mean, so, so for, for listeners out there, right. Maybe, maybe they've done the disc profile or maybe they haven't, maybe they just kind of have a sense for, you know, where they fit in terms of their perspective. So they're, they're recognizing that now, right. They're, they're seeing, they've been trying, they've been growing their business. 
they're not getting the results they're looking for. They want to get farther. How, I mean, how did you go about finding your partner or, or in what, what are some ways that you would suggest? Um, cause it's scary for a lot of people, you know, that yeah. when I talk yeah. to people, they're, they're worried about, um, you know, trust, the, you know, the lack of control, you know, yeah. I've, I've, I've had partnerships that, you know, were good for a while, but eventually we found you know, it wasn't, wasn't the right fit. Um, people are scared to, to, to take those steps. You know, how, yeah. how do you, so how do you find the right partner and how do you kind of overcome, how do you make it easier to, to give it a shot? So I found my partner back in college, actually, we just start showing up to the watering hole of what it is you want to do. And what I mean by that is start showing up to the places where like-minded individuals like yourself hang out. I was always in the, the business competitions back in college, whether it's a business plan competition or like, you know, what, there's mo- so many competitions. And I knew if I was there, there's going to be a bunch of other people just like me there too. And that's where I found my partner. And, and, and that's why it worked out so well. And if you if you find yourself out there and you're, you're scared, first off, like put that away, put the fear away. Fear is not real. It's, it's danger is real. Fear is, is in your imagination. What scares you might not scare me. And that's proof that it, it, it's just, it doesn't exist. So if you're scared to do something, just realize you're, you got you're operating as an entrepreneur in a space where everything is going to be scary at first. Like, but you have to know it doesn't exist. It's just, it, you're, you're, you're being pushed to go, get to the next level. So it's going to be scary because as an entrepreneur, you're constantly living in a state where everything is just uncomfortable always. Like just, it's always uncomfortable. It's never, I never wake up and have comfort. There's, there's days of peaks and valleys, but ultimately you just live in this state of unknown, right? Cause you're constantly pushing the limits and you're paving ways that no man has ever gone before. So it's going to be uncomfortable. So like you, you can't be afraid to go out and find partner. You can't be afraid and, 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 and let trust stop you or let, I don't know where to look, stop you. Like you, you got to remember, like it's a lot easier to solve a problem when it happens than to try and prevent a problem from occurring. Okay. Like too many so people, true. yeah, too many people are like, they talk themselves out of it. They're like, Oh, I don't trust him. What if he steals from me? What if it's not going to work out? You're literally sabotaging yourself and you're not going to get anywhere and nothing's going to change for you. So if you want nothing to change, then keep doing that strategy. Now, if you want to take a risk, which is what you're signing up for in this, in, in any type of endeavor that you're doing is you have to go out and you have to make friends or, or go hang out with people, go find like-minded individuals. And yeah, at first, is it going to be, is there going to be uncertainty? Yes. Are you going to have chemistry? No. I mean, everything's going to be probably against you, but eventually if you find the right person, it's going to work out. And I I swear, I I just, I see too many people talk themselves out of it because it's almost like it's, it's to protect a behavior that they're constantly doing. And it's like, you got to break that habit. Like stop protecting your insecurities, stop protecting these sabotaging behaviors and literally just go hang out, go to local networking events. And I know it's uncomfortable. I get it. Like you probably don't, a lot of people don't like talking to other people, but remember like when you go do this stuff, you're gonna, you're gonna start meshing around the right people and you're gonna eventually find someone like when you spit ideas off each other that you partner up. Awesome. Yeah. It's just creating those possibilities, right? That's yeah. it. Yeah. Showing up, showing up half <laughs> the battle. So having had a, a number of, of partnerships yourself, if, if you were to, if you were to look at, look back at like, if you had to do it again, um, what, what are the right conditions? Like, what, what makes a partnership work well? Like, I mean, obviously you've probably experienced some things that, that didn't go well and some things that, that did. What, what makes a partnership rock? Like what are, what are the things you would want to put in place at the start? 
So um, one of my partners is Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank. And um, it was, it's great, right? Like it, it was a good learning experience for me even on that level. Cause I've, I've been through the, I've, I've, I've worked with partnerships and, and understanding that for quite some time now, but he's it, uh, a good dear friend of mine named Mark Tim. Um, dear, amazing guy. He, he kind of explained it to me pretty, it was a pretty cool explanation. He's like, when you have to go into a partnership where the equitable contribution, whether it's value or monetary, whatever it is, right? Like if someone's bringing money, you bring the work, whatever it is, you have to go in where both parties view it as fair. Because if you view it as unfair, if one party views it as unfair, it doesn't mean it's going to affect anything right away. But eventually that partnership will get bitter because one, the person that views it as unfair is holding on to this grudge about it and it's going to get bitter. And there's a good chance that partnership is not going to work out. So like to really structure a partnership, you have to go into it where both parties, there's a division of labor and you have to know that. Like if, if I'm bringing A, you have to bring B. If I'm bringing X, you have to bring, you know, Y, right? Like you have to know what the other party is contributing and then both parties have to go into it fair. And then if it comes to like equity and stuff or like one of my uh, previous investors back in college, um, he, great definition of it. Uh, what do you say? He said, uh, a deal, a fair deal exists when both parties leave dissatisfied. And I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. Right. Cause like we all go into situations, right. Whether it's a partnership, whether it's a deal, whatever it is. Right. And we all have these hopes. We all have like what we want. And it's, it's when you don't get what you want and the other person doesn't get exactly what you want. That's when you have a fair deal. So when you're going into a partnership and you're structuring it and you're doing things like that, just know, like, just have a division of labor, understand what each per- person is supposed to bring to it. You can even go further and have like an operating agreement in place. So there's like actual legal stuff to it. Um, but ultimately like a, a partnership is like a relationship. It's built on trust and I don't care what deal you have in place, you know, things like that. Like ultimately it's, it's as good as the man's handshake and that's where you have to go into it. So a lot of this is just trust and building a relationship with someone in hopes that you both are always aligned to the same goal. Yeah, that's some great, that's some great advice. What I'm hearing is just a lot of clarity, right? Really setting it up, setting up well. Um, and, and also yeah. keep staying hungry, right? Not necessarily getting everything you want, as you said, being dissatisfied exactly. in the, in the relationship. So, so I have another question for you. And this came up from someone I was talking to recently and, and one of her fears in, in creating a partnership, is and, and she kind of went back to her her history like in school and whatnot she was always like the kid who did all the work in the group assignments you know like people weren't pulling their their work so i mean mm-hmm. you know you can set this up and you can you can have your agreements and you're gonna do this i'm gonna do that and but it doesn't always end up rolling out that way right you know inevitably things happen and and someone kind of drops drops the ball i mean have you had that experience and how, how do you how did you deal with those sorts of things Yeah. And you're going to have it, right? Like, look, in the beginning of every partnership, it's called the honeymoon phase, right? Just think of a marriage, right? It's exciting, right? There's like, no one's arguing. There's no fights. Everything's, everything's butterflies and rainbows and long walks on the beach. It's amazing. It's it's like an amazing time. You have to realize once that honeymoon phase ends, you, you start getting down to the brass tacks of things. And, and as excited as everyone once was, things change. Things come into people's lives motives change, um, desires and interests change, and you have to handle it like a business. And it's the toughest thing in the world, right? Cause like you're partnered with someone. So like there's a protocol, like I go through, I I'm sure many other companies go through where 
you basically have to make sure that everyone is always aligned. And, you know, sometimes it, it, it takes those uncomfortable conversations where I'm just like, Hey, look, Dan, like, listen, man, we were noticing like, you're not really fulfilling on, you know, what we agreed on. And then they're going to come back. And there's just always a ways to approach it. So you don't put your partner on the defense, but ultimately at the end of the day, if someone goes rogue in whatever aspect, whether even, even if it's a personal relationship, you know, something's happening at home, whatever it is, you have to remember you need is it's your job to do whatever it takes to protect the longevity and the livelihood of the business. Okay. And that's why people are like, it's not personal. And it's not like, listen, if someone's not pulling their weight, they're equally is, is, is hurting you. If you're not going to, going to address it right away. So like as, as a, as a business owner, it's tough, right? If you're trying to have a conversation with someone and be like, basically you want him out, right? For whatever reason, he's not pulling his weight, keeping him in is hurting your company equally as bad as not getting him out or getting her out. Right. And you have to make those uncomfortable decisions as a business owner. Like it it sucks. Trust me. It's like firing someone too. It sucks. It's never the easiest thing in the world, but it's just something you have to do because at the end of the day, what it, what it is you're working on is not about you. It's not about you. It's not, it's, it's about what is it the result that you're trying to give people? It's a bigger picture. And you need to realize that you're part of something bigger than yourselves. And you need to go to war to protect that concept, to protect that idea at all costs. And if someone is misaligned with it, if someone is no longer gelling with it and vibing with it, it's your responsibility as, as a business owner to address it or to find a way to extinguish it completely. Yeah. Making those tough choices. Yeah. And what what I'm hearing too is it's, it's, it's possible, right? I mean, you obviously had to do that a few times with on your journey, right? Where you had different different partnerships along the way. And, and you, yeah. got through, you got through that and moved on and, and on to the next thing. It's not, That's it. it doesn't have to be a big deal. No, no. Like it, like it should never like, like kill you or in your tracks or stop you completely. It's just something just get used to. Right. Like I think what's funny about this, this whole entrepreneurship, right? Like if you could see this from like a thought, like a, like a hundred thousand foot view, right. We're all on the same path and it's just, where are you on the path? And like the things that I get worked up over, someone two years ahead of me laughs at because he remembers what it was like. And then the things that someone behind me gets worked up over, I'm over here like, chill, it's not a big deal. And it's funny to see this. It's like everything you think is a big deal is really not that big of a deal. Nothing's as good or as bad as it ever seems. And like, what it really takes to understand that for the first time is experiencing it, right? Like you have to experience it. You're never going to listen to anyone on it. You have to experience it yourself to realize, okay, this sucks but we're going to get through it. And it's just like this one long journey and everyone's on the same road. And it's just where you're at on that road compared to the person in front or behind you. <laughs> That's so true, right? It feel, sometimes you feel like we're like, we're, we're the only ones dealing with this, this major catastrophe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like my world's crumbling down. I lost my biggest clients. Like the person in front of me is like, I lost 10 big clients. It's you'll, you'll recover. Trust me. This is what happens. And then you realize, okay, it's not as bad as I thought. And that, that brings up another, another question for me is, I mean, outside of, I'm obviously you've, you've talked about how partnerships has been central to, to growing and, and capitalizing on an opportunity. What are some of the other key relationships that you think are really important as you grow as an entrepreneur to, to, you know, to help you, you know, have the right perspective and, and deal with things that are coming up? Like, what are things that, that fuel you and your business outside of or partnerships? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's important to have all the different types of relationships that support you, family, loved ones, um, channel partners, strategic partners. Um, you have to have like, 
you have to have a strong foundation that you're building upon. Um, and you know, outside of partnerships, like what fuels me just in general is, is the fact that you got, like, I know where I'm headed, right? Like I, or at least I think I know. Right. And when I say, at least I think I know, uh, there's a thousand things that are, are going to occur. That's going to try and derail me. <laughs> and it just, it's, it is what it is. Right. You have to realize that like, whatever you try and plan is most likely never going to work out as you want it to. It's all about navigating it. So yeah, I mean, like outside of partnerships and stuff, it's just, it's a bigger mission, a bigger cause that pushes me forward on top of it. But ultimately like you, you always have to build a house on a strong foundation. So you like, there's no better equity than relationships in my opinion. Like it's the strongest thing in the world because humans are more remarkable than I think people think like there's, I mean, it's just, it's amazing what we can do. And like when you really attach yourselves to other people, other relationships of whatever it is, it's amazing what that can do more than money, more than resources. And it's probably the biggest competitive advantage that I've actually utilized in the last three years of my business endeavor in the digital marketing arena. Awesome. Yeah. I really appreciate that. So is there, um, is there anything else you want to share with our guests today as we kind of wrap up our uh, conversation? Yeah. I mean, listen, if you're out there and you're, you're starting your business or you're trying to grow your business and you realize you're at a point where like, you don't know what to do next or, or you don't know how to get started or things just aren't working out. It's, it's as old as time. Like keep pushing forward on what it is and something's going to stick. The most, the people that have the most success are the ones that just don't, you don't quit on, on pushing forward on something. It's going to suck. It's not going to be fun at times. You're going to hate it. You're going to want to quit. You're going to want to give up. You're not going to want to get out of bed. There's going to be a million things in your way. But if you, if you just keep experimenting on something that you're passionate about, I promise you it will come to fruition one day. It took me five years for something to stick. Five, like most people give up if, if, if in 30 days they don't give a, get a funnel up and running. And it's comical to me. It's like, who do you think you are that like, that's going to happen? Like you got to dedicate a life to something. So whatever it is that you're doing out there, just like, and you find yourself in a rut, it, like it's going to get better and, and you're going to be fine. And as long as you're pushing forward on something, keep pushing forward. And and if you think you need help, go find a partner, go find, go find, go build it. You don't even have to have a partner, get a VA, get someone to start helping you and make it easy just so you can free up some of your time to focus on what you're really good at. So focus on, on uh, what you're passionate about. Don't give up too early. <laughs> Right. And, and, uh, launch imperfectly, which is one of the, one of your mottos, man. Yeah. Right there on your shirt. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. You know, it's certainly, it certainly helped me in some of, some of my launches being in your, in your, your group. Just yeah. To, I never, I never launch there. anything that's perfect. Everything I ever launch is broken everything. And every broken thing I launch puts money in my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> if there was ever reason to launch imperfectly, <laughs> that's it right there. Yes. Like that's how you do it. <laughs> Cool. Well, this has been a, this has been a great conversation, Blake. I know I hope for a lot of people out there who are feeling, you know, perhaps isolated or, or a bit stuck or like, like they don't have everything they need that they got a lot of uh, inspiration and value in our conversation today. And um, Blake, I mean, where, where can, uh, where can people find you online, connect with you and, you know, learn a bit more about how to, how to just keep moving forward, launching imperfectly. Sure. So I have a Facebook group called the freedom fighters launch your first million dollars sales funnel. Um, and basically it's a bunch of awesome entrepreneurs all like my, once again, back to the podcast of the conversation, you want to hang out with like-minded individuals. Like it's a group of people all trying to achieve to find success in some way, shape or form using the internet. 
And if you're looking for partners and you're looking for help and you're looking for advice, or you're looking like, what's the next move? Like it's the perfect group to go in and ask your questions and get guidance from people that have probably done it or on the same path as you trying to figure it out. So I'd invite anyone who wants to learn and hang out and just get free information to come hang out in the group and join us. Awesome. Great. Thanks so much for being on the show today, Blake. It was a real pleasure. Appreciate it, Jerry. The pleasure's all mine. To anyone watching, thanks guys for taking time out of your day to hang out with us. It's been an absolute honor. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so, be sure to click on the subscribe button in your app so you never miss a future episode. And when you leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen, you help more people discover and then transform their lives through the powerful life-changing stories on this podcast. I invite you also to share something that you heard in this episode that you would love to turn into a conversation. Share it with people and have that conversation. Because when ideas become conversations that build connections, that's when momentum happens. I'll see you in the next episode.